Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading through my book, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to Chapter 14, Head Shrinking. Here we go. April did not have a good first impression of her psychiatrist. It was bad enough that Dr Hillary's consultation room was an ageing caravan that dipped under April's weight as she stepped into the flimsy dwelling. But as she took in the tiny space, cramped with compact furnishings, she caught her first sight of Dr Hillary, and she was disappointed. She realised it was naive to assume all psychiatrists would look like Sigmund Freud, ageing, grey-haired, suit-wearing and smoking a cigar. But she had not expected a frumpy, middle-aged woman shoving a honey cake into her mouth. April clutched Pumpkin to her chest, partly for emotional security and partly for self-defence. If the session got too personal, she could always launch her dog at the psychiatrist and make a run for it. Mm-mm-mm-mm, said Dr. Hillary, waving her hand, motioning for April to sit on the other side of the caravan's dining table. Her mouth was too full to form actual words. April couldn't sit down normally. The space was so limited, she had to pre-fold her body, bend her knees, and then slot herself in under the table. Dr. Hillary had closed her eyes so she could really enjoy her mouthful of honey cake. She chewed leisurely for a few moments, then swallowed, and finally opened her eyes. Hello, said Dr. Hillary. You must be August. April, said April. I think you'll find it's September, said Dr. Hillary, looking confused. My name is April, said April. Really, said Dr. Hillary, checking the notepad in front of her. She scraped some crumbs off and peered closely. You'd know, I suppose. It's hard to read my handwriting. April glanced about. As well as the kitchenette and dining table, there was a sort of loft space above their heads where she could see the foot of a mattress. I hadn't expected to meet with a psychiatrist who had a bed in their consulting room, said April. It helps keep costs down, explained Dr Hillary. Providing mental health services to regional areas doesn't come cheaply. She took another big bite of her honey cake. April wondered if this was a psychological technique to get her to talk eat a huge mouthful of food, and make the patient uncomfortable with silence until they crack and tell you why they're crazy. Well, she wasn't going to crack. She glared at the psychiatrist, determined to wait her out. Mmm, said Dr Hillary conclusively, as she finished off the last bite. Yum-o! I love coming to Currawong at this time of year. The Chelsea Bakery always does the most scrummy honey cakes during daffodil season. Forget the daffodils, I say. The honey cakes are a tourist attraction on their own. April kept silent. She was sure this was a trick now. The psychiatrists were trying to goad her into having a fit of rage with inane small talk. So what can I do for you? asked Dr Hillary, eventually turning to the reason that April was there. April eyed the psychiatrist for a moment. Sorry, said Dr Hillary, I'm being rude. I haven't introduced myself. I am Dr Hillary. She held out her hand for April to shake, but Pumpkin barked and snarled at the gesture, so April needed both hands to hold on to him. 
Dr. Hillary dropped her hand. I do have a medical degree. As you can see, it's hanging on the wall. Dr. Hillary pointed to the far wall of the caravan. There was nothing there except a darker square on the vinyl sheeting, as if something had been there and the rest of the wall had faded around it. Oh, sorry, said Dr. Hillary. I forgot. I moved it. My degree is in the toilet now. In case you've run out of toilet paper, asked April. What, said Dr. Hillary? No, it's hung on a hook behind the door. But I wouldn't go in there if I were you. I haven't had a chance to change the tank since I got to town. It's a bit whiffy. April clutched Pumpkin tighter. She was beginning to worry if this psychiatrist was actually the maddest person in Currawong. Now, according to my notes, said Dr. Hillary, looking at the notebook, you're here because you've been claiming to have seen a pair. Bear, said April. Dr. Hillary peered at her handwritten notes. Oh, yes, that makes more sense. She looked up, startling April by staring straight into her eyes. What makes you think you've seen a bear? April couldn't look away. Dr. Hillary was still staring into her eyes. She felt like she was being mesmerised. Um, said April, the great big bear-shaped thing standing over me when I opened my eyes? Hmm, said Dr. Hillary, breaking eye contact to jot something down on her pad. So you still maintain that you saw it? Do you often see wild animals when you wake from a dream? I wasn't dreaming, said April. I was gasping for breath because I just dragged myself out of a river. And why did you jump into the river? asked the psychiatrist. I didn't. I was swept up in a flash flood, said April. Aha, uh-huh, said Dr. Hillary. So you were swept up in a flood, nearly drowned, then attacked by a bear. Do you often feel that you're in life-threatening situations? Panic attacks can feel very real. It's a common complaint. I did not have a panic attack, cried April. I saw a bear. I sense that this talk of panic attacks is making you emotional, said Dr. Hillary. Is there an underlying issue that you'd like to talk about? According to my notes, she glanced back at her notepad again, your mother has recently abandoned you. Perhaps for you, the bear symbolises the lost mother bear in your life, a large protector who stands over you in your time of need. You're barking mad, said April. My mother didn't abandon us. She's in prison in Eastern Europe. I see, said Dr. Hillary, nodding before hastily writing in her notes again. Is that what your father told you? Or perhaps it was the bear who told you? No, it was the bang! The flimsy aluminium door clattered open and the caravan sagged on its soft suspension as Mayor Albright stepped into the room. Hillary, we have this conversation every year, said Mayor Albright. Why must you park your van in the middle of Main Street? Pumpkin started barking wildly at his least favourite politician. I'm in the middle of a session, said Dr. Hillary over the din. April sat up on her knees so she could see the mayor of the back of the booth. You, said Mayor Albright in disgust as she spotted April. Pumpkin growled menacingly. April felt like doing the same. I really must ask you to respect my patient's privacy and proceed as if you had not seen her here, said Dr. Hillary. But I knew she was seeing you today, said the mayor. Constable Pike told me. Really, said Dr. Hillary. How did he know? He was there when Dr. Vass made the appointment, said Mayor Albright. Everyone in town knows she's potty and seeing bears. I'm not potty, yelled April. Pumpkin barked his agreement. This is wildly inappropriate, said Dr. Hillary. Then just move your van, said the mayor. It's an eyesore. Everyone has been working hard to make Currawong beautiful. The poor old ladies at the CWA have spent all year crocheting a tea cosy big enough to go over the giant poo. It isn't fair after all their hard work if you undo it by parking this monstrosity in the middle of Main Street.
My van is not an eyesore, protested Dr. Hillary. It was state-of-the-art when it was manufactured in 1984. It says regional psychiatric and mental health services in big print on the side, said the mayor. When you park it in the middle of town, it makes it look like we're all bonkers. You are all bonkers, said April. A full-sized mental hospital wouldn't begin to cater for the needs of the people in this town. August has suffered two head injuries and illusions of a predator attack, said Dr Hillary, sliding sideways so she could awkwardly get to her feet. She does not need the mayor standing over her and yelling, you are adding to her psychological trauma. Her psychological trauma, yelled the mayor. I'm the one who's been traumatised since this family moved here. This used to be a nice town. Pumpkin growled. If that dog bites me, threatened the mayor, I'll call the animal control officer. Good luck with that, said April. He's in the hospital and the constable arrested him this morning. So I think you'll find when you get back to the office, he's been stood down. What? Now Mayor Albright looked really shocked. We can't have a daffodil festival without an animal control officer on standby. I've got to get to the bottom of this. The mayor stomped out as abruptly as she'd arrived. April and Dr Hillary looked at each other. I'm amazed they haven't got you stationed here full time, said April. Dr Hillary nodded. Honey cake? She offered the baked treat to her patient. April wanted to say no, but she'd barely eaten for two days, so she was starving. She took a bite, and she realised that perhaps Dr Hillary wasn't mad after all, because she was 100% correct about one thing. That honey cake was seriously good. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>